Sit back in your seats, get something to eat, and watch this movie. Don't let the kids see it, because, well, let, let, we'll let you hear the, the, the um, video first. Thank you. Hello, welcome to Left to the Projector. I am your host, Evan, back again with another film discussion from the left. I want to let you all know you can now support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash left to the projector pod. I'll be bringing out new bonus content, listener requests, and so much more. Go check it out. Please support the show. As always, you can follow along on the socials, Instagram, left of the projector pod, and TikTok, for now, I guess, also at left of the projector pod. If merchandise and shirts are your thing, you can go to threadless.leftoftheprojectorpod.com and check those out there. Now sit back and get ready for some movie discussions with a little bit of Marxism. We're on Left of the Projector, and we are talking about the movie Patriot Games, which is a based on a Tom Clancy book. And this will be dropping on, uh, you'll probably listen to this on July 4th. So you can shoot some fireworks and listen to uh, some CIA IRA <laughs> uh, bullshit. Um, and joining me, I have uh, Mike from the uh, Turn Leftist podcast and uh, Tommy Trucker hey. from the uh, Left Without Borders podcast. Hooray. Welcome back. Yeah. Great to be back. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I, I was stating this before. Originally, this was planned to be the born on the 4th of July, given it's coming out on 4th of July. But I was convinced that that movie is depressing and sad, and no one wants to listen to an hour <laughs> of us talking about that movie. I mean, Patriot Games does have a – It's. I feel like it's I, – I want to call it like a slow burn in the sense that it's like a, a slowly developing plot. I don't know. I remember this movie as a kid and this and Hunt for Red October and the other couple ones and just – liking these movies as a you know as a person who didn't know anything about yeah, any yeah. politics and just being mm-hmm. like go cia IRA <laughs> yeah, yeah and then i watched this movie this time and i'm like i'm rooting against the cia and for the ira mm-hmm. okay spoiler alert you're in the minority here buddy <laughs> <laughs> yes yes most people watch this movie and are thinking you know they're rooting for jack ryan in america because that's what they're programmed to do yeah I don't know. I know what your general like kind of thoughts of this movie. Obviously, I don't necessarily love this movie. It has some problematic aspects to it. And I've skimmed the book out there for anyone who doubts my commitment to this podcast. I <laughs> read part of this Tom Clancy book. So I don't know. And also, one other thing I'll note is that Tom Clancy hated the movie and almost didn't want to be associated with it. So that's just a funny little. It's crazy. It's such a good movie. Is, is Tom Clancy still alive? No, he died a while back, I think. Did he? Yeah, like 10 years ago, something like that. I'm not sure. He, he's been popping off those uh, Tom Clancy video games for a while. Yeah. Oh, oh Rainbow Six. And those, those, are, uh, those are big, big time. Yeah, I wonder, how much, I wonder if he made the most money from those Rainbow Six games oh, than he did from any of these books. I'm sure. Gotta be. Absolutely. I mean, it's very early on to make like a huge commentary on just Tom Clancy in general, but maybe this is the time to do it. But like, talk about an enterprise like this guy, like found the hole in like the American culture that fit into books, movies, video games, TV, all of it, because it reinforces, reinforces the American empire, um, all of its mission goals, like everything it wants to do, all of its like preconceived notions about everyone else in the world and like Americans as well. It's like, yeah, it really is just like the perfect American patriotic like 
Oh, the uh, jing- the jingoism. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he found he found that that sweet spot of action with spy thriller that people just latch on to. You know, and it, it morphed into, you know, like movies like Sicario and even um Tigger Taylor's Soldier Spy for uh for the whole thriller aspect that people just love. Yeah, I feel like and the interesting thing, if you look at like sort of his background, he was in an, he worked in insurance in the nineteen eighties <laughs> and he apparently wrote the hunt for Red October on the side, like in his spare time. Wow. So it was almost just like a complete just he just like fell into this. You know, but if you think about it, middle aged white guy, insurance salesman, bored of his life, of course he's writing a spy thriller. You know? I mean yeah, true, Evan, right? you've probably looked into him more than I have, but I've been led to believe that what led to Tom Clancy being such a hit was that he was really accurate with a lot of his portrayals of like military, either tactics or equipment or something. And so he really took off for that. Like, yes. And the thing that I didn't, I didn't look into this deeply, but what I have wondered and have been curious about is how did he pull that off? So he's writing the hunt for red October, like on the side during the cold war. So during the early eighties, late, I don't, doesn't say how long it took him to write it. Um, so I just don't, it's a, it's a, such a, a strange thing. Like The Hunt for October, personally, I think that's a better movie than Patriot Games. For I I know that maybe this I think it's a different like that movie has like such a like that feels like a more threat of like you know the actual Cold War, mm-hmm. whereas this is kind of like a targeted yeah like mm-hmm. subset. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I know we're talking about him in general. But I think it's worth discussing him because I think he, like you said, he found this niche and he just made it so popular. Like it was different than the movies in the early eighties and books. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like Arnold Schwarzenegger type, uh, action yeah. movies. It was like a CIA it's not, it's not, analyst. Yeah. It's not over the top. It has its lulls its slow points, you know, to give it the sheen of authenticity. And as far as <clears throat> it being accurate with the tactics and the military stratagem and all that, I mean, the military funds half of all Hollywood movies, you know, if they portray the United States in a positive light. So I'm sure that once he started popping off, the U.S. military was more than happy to help with the details. Yeah, I'm sure after Hunt for October, when it was very popular, they realized, okay, this guy is an anti-communist. He's pro-CIA. You know, what basic information can we feed him to help do that? And, And you know he was wishing it was himself, right? It's like an mm. analyst for the CIA, oh, yeah. right? He yeah. is Jack Ryan. That was the whole assumption I had for like why he was able to write it so accurately is because he was just a nerd. He was like one of these Discord guys, like that guy who exposed all the military <laughs> secrets like last month or whatever it was. He was like one of those before we had the computers. He was just doing it in the 80s. And especially impressive that he's doing it during the Cold War when you know they're trying to lock down that kind of information. Yeah. But again, it probably helps if you're like a middle-aged white dude. Like you're not going to be very suspect, even though those are the dudes who commit all the terrorist attacks. It's no, the no, right-wing no, middle-aged no, no, white no. guys. Like you're, you're confused. Clearly mm-hmm. middle-aged white men never do anything wrong yeah no never 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 get canceled never 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 go (laughs) (laughs) well but before i guess we'll talk talk about patriot games but i the other thing i was going to mention is that that i mentioned before we came on is that tom clancy also was annoyed by the way that the movie was portrayed or the way that jack ryan was portrayed he claims that the cia agent was too left-leaning in the movie versus the book where he made him like a right, which also is 
giving himself away saying you made my character me yeah. too liberal yep he wasn't ruthless enough and so he doesn't fit my even though he's he's in the he's in the uh, control room like begging his commander to just nuke these random tents yeah. in the middle of the desert <laughs> that he doesn't know who's in there <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So just as a quick like breakdown and, and also I want to add one last thing is that so in the original move, so Patriot Games technically takes place like before the Hunt for October and like the timeline, even though the Hunt for October came, came first. out first, which okay. I don't really whatever you want to say is that the um, but they changed the person who played Jack Ryan like in the in Hunt for October. It's um, now having a I haven't a seen blank. I haven't seen Hunt for Red October. I mean, that was uh, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, right. So he plays Jack Ryan. who's all, And so when they were sending out this to him, apparently there's like a, a money dispute, which probably oh, okay. is the main reason. But supposedly he was against the way they portrayed the IRA in the movie. That's like a rumor. And so that's why Alec Baldwin didn't want to do oh, Patreon. Oh, Baldwin. <laughs> so, oh. and Clancy apparently wanted to take his name off of it, which he didn't do because he wanted to get paid. Yeah, well, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know how that works. Um, his, him and his family, so Jack Ryan and his, I don't know, like 10 year old, eight year old daughter and his mm-hmm. wife are in London. And just so happened, he seems to be in like the perfect spot to stop a assassination attempt or kidnapping attempt. And that's, Hundred percent clear what they were. I think it was like oh yeah, kidnapping or assassination of the like the Duke uh, of the royal family, and so he stops it and kills in the in the in the attack or the moment kills like the younger brother of the main. I'm going to say this in, in quotation marks terrorist because they say the word terrorist constantly throughout this, mm-hmm. but it's like that's that you can get into that debate of like freedom fighter versus terrorist kind of conversation. <laughs> You know, working for the IRA, and so that's what kind of percip- begins this the the movie is that basically the IRA um, attempt the IRA to keep they, they they try to kill Prince Charles and he saves the day, mm-hmm. just like Tom yeah. Clancy would. Of and, and the yeah, and the terrorist is Sean Miller. You know, uh, Irish classic Irish. Uh, that was Sean Bean. I yes, Sean, Sean Bean. Bean I, yeah. he's, he's I love so Sean good. Bean. And so th- that's what he he's. In the book, just as a side note, this isn't he doesn't actually kill his younger brother. That's just added to the plot in the movie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. For whatever reason. I think it makes it more obvious why he's that's, out for revenge. That's the left wing aspect to it he didn't like. <laughs> so it was revenge and not just cold hearted murder. Interesting. I was, like, I was actually trying to think of what were the progressive parts of this movie. And the only things I could really think of were that um, Ann Archer, Kathy Ryan is like a, she's like a, a, an eye surgeon and she's like could easily make it on her own if she didn't have like Jack Ryan which is cool to see like she's not just like some kind of trad wife to the CIA agent guy so that's I guess fairly progressive but it's also I don't know the 90s so maybe that's like just the, the model that they're shooting for at the time but also um, the only other thing that even comes close to progressive in the movie is like the scene where it's like 30 seconds and it's like Jack Ryan teaching at the college and he calls on one kid who's like just a stereotypical meathead jock and he gives like a dumb answer. And then all the girls who obviously know how dumb he is and how wrong he is, roll their eyes. And then a very intelligent girl raises her hand and gives the right answer and everything. Yeah, we can't have that. And then, 
Yeah, it was just like that's too far. I, I guess that's the closest thing you can get to like a lib, uh, you know, woke scene <laughs> yeah. of the movie. Well, that scene was not the same. It was completely different in the movie in the book. So I, I can, can see imagine. That. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I I just want to say in the um <clears throat> the court scene, uh, going up to the court scene, I feel like the movie actually tries to make you sympathize with the Sean Bean character. I mean, you feel. Well, just with the imagery, all these barristers and people in suits and these rich white men, and then here's this criminal out of his element, you know, you get a sense of fearfulness on him. And you, you, you get a, a sort of sympathy with him at first, I think. Which, again, also, I feel like makes it would actually maybe qualify as something slightly more, you know, quote unquote liberal in the book, they definitely early on kind of don't do that. They kind of paint him as this kind of, I don't want to say evil, but they definitely paint him more in a negative light. So maybe that's also why they, why they did that. And the, the other thing too, is that interesting is that they made it. So Sean Bean's character is not part of the IRA directly. He's like a splinter group. And actually in the book, they refer to his, his subset as like a Maoist group. Oh, nice. Which I thought was, which is like pretty cool. And so I, I feel like that was an intentional intention, intentional by Tom Clancy to be like, the IRA might be okay, but like <laughs> this more fringe guy is not cool. Yeah. <laughs> the closest thing they do to that in the movie is um, when they're looking at those camps, they note that one of them they know is shining. Yeah. So they know that that's not that. these guys. <laughs> but um, yeah, it is funny. Cause like in this movie, they still, yeah, they do depict. They say, so they it's say Sean Bean who, who also plays. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they mentioned some other. I didn't remember all the other ones, but they definitely they mentioned Gaddafi too. They said a lot of these are funded by him, and I thought that was funny. But um, rest in peace, my friend. This uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I seriously have like posted the Green Book uh, to a bunch of people, like especially people on Reddit who annoy me. Like I will just respond with quotes from the Green Book <laughs> because it confuses people. <laughs> like, it's been Gaddafi's best contribution to me. But sorry, I was going to get into so in the in the movie, like they are a separate faction of the IRA. And so it's basically Sean Bean who plays Sean Miller and then Annette and then Kevin. They're the couple and she's like the redhead woman. And she's obviously an important character. I don't know if she's like a, a feminist icon girl boss in this movie or what, but you could make that case. I don't know. But I wanted to ask you guys kind of at some point, um, do we support the radical faction of Sean Miller and these other people? Because um, they also have some unnamed henchmen too, but like they really don't play a big part, obviously. Yeah. Do we think that they are good or are they too radical? Because – you could, I could make the case that they're a bunch of LARPers. Like they're going after this guy, Lord Holmes, and he is like purposely for the movie a vague enough royal that he's not like a real life person that you can make. You know, you can't be like Princess Diana or something. So he's obviously like a made up character. But I get the impression that he's not like some high up character. I don't know. Like you could, you could convince me that. Th Patty O'Neill, who's the head of the IRA in this movie, um, you could convince me that he's mad at these guys because they're going after small beans and they're causing way too much flack to come to the IRA because they're, just do, they're doing this like high profile adventurous shit when they should be doing like the real groundwork and like building a movement in some way or like more random terrorist attacks or something. But I don't know. You could convince me either way that either Patty O'Neill is right or the Sean Miller uh Based Shining Path IRA is the new way. I don't don't call them. They're not the Shining Path. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't know. I I feel like you're on the ground. You're doing work. You're terrorizing the royal family. I don't I don't see any negative aspects to that. Whether whether you're doing like the larger scheme or a smaller picture, you know, 
you're you're doing good work, you know. But then in that case, you still have to be against Sean Miller and on the side of Kevin and Annette because they actually want to go after the Royal. And then Sean gets personally fixated on Jack Ryan, which makes yeah. him the character. Yeah, like he, I could he, totally he went off. He see. went off the path a little. He went off the shining yeah. path, so to say. <laughs> but uh, but but initially, the initial plan of like kidnapping the Duke or whatever. I, I'm not going to fault anyone for doing that in Minecraft. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I could see your point. I could see you could say that the his sort of subgroup is like they're doing like what they call like it's like not it's not sanctioned by the IRA. Basically, is the kind of the way they look at it. I don't know. I could say you could say their group is out for like. I mean, the way they portray them is like they're a vengeful group rather than actually. They're doing the things for they're doing things for themselves. They become like individualistic in a sense than they are like for the actual movement of the IRA. So I could say they're kind of is it, is it are they more like a mercenary group or are they fighting for the cause of a free and unified Ireland? I feel like they were and then they kind of like go off because his brother is killed yeah, and yeah. he just like I know goes off the deep end. Sean Bean eventually goes off the deep end. And is out for just revenge for its own sake, but I mean, initially speaking, even as a splinter group, were they try, were they fighting for the cause of a uni- United Ireland? I yeah. always just got the impression that Sean Bean and the others were displeased with the rest of the IRA for not being radical enough, and they just wanted to go out on their own. And then once they did something, and then didn't get the support of the IRA after the fact. Um, then they started murdering their own, which is where you get the scene where they're in the yeah. pub and net. I mean, I also took a bunch of notes in my uh, writings of uh, all the pithy quotes because there's so many in here. Like this movie is like funny. It's actually funny sometimes and then mostly like just tries to be funny. I guess it's like maybe maybe it's just stuff that doesn't hold up with time. But like um, I really like the one where she's taking the guy to bed and he goes, oh, you're not going to make me wear a ruber, are you? Because he says yeah. in his Irish accent like a ruber. <laughs> and he's like, you know, the church says those are a yeah. sin. And she says, so is this. And she turns around and shoots him. It was like, great. Yep. <laughs> That's a good yep. one. Yeah. When, when, did, yeah that- when did the one-liners die in cinema? Because all through the 80s, every Schwarzenegger movie was just rife with them. And we, we don't get them anymore. Because everyone's John Wick now. Everyone's too cool to have one-liners. <laughs> I feel like... Post 9-11, like those kind of movies just kind of died. You know, like it's a different – I've, I've wanted to do this for a while. It's like have an episode just kind of discussing how like – I feel like pre-9-11 and post-9-11 movies are such a different – Oh, so in the book I wanted to mention is that when Jack Ryan is in the hospital and like the end of the, like the, end of the movie, as we'll eventually get to, is like the Duke then goes to his house for dinner or for like a – you know, for a thing. In the movie – or sorry, in the book – Early on when he's in the hospital, the queen comes to visit him at the hospital and like gives him, you know, knights him, like makes him, you know, Sir Jack Ryan, which it's like you're in the CIA. I mean, I guess it kind of fits, you know, but like there's no need to have that in the in the movie, like a lot of it's unnecessary kind of thing. But I just I I thought that was kind of funny. Why didn't didn't we see the queen in this movie? That's that's what I'm upset about. Get that get that old chart in there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. oh the, i well, just i just want to say the the one note i did take was that boat chase was fucking amazing that was mm-hmm. so good it was like actual boats on the water going crazy they, they apparently the ending was actually changed after test audiences didn't like it so they had to reshoot the entire boat scene oh no shit wow 
Yeah, apparently they made it. It was amb- spoiler. It was ambiguous as to whether Sean Miller survives. Uh, and then they reshot it to make it so he like violently dies. <laughs> He's yeah. not just yeah. he wasn't just <laughs> dismembered piece by piece. He was dismembered and burned just to make yeah. sure. Which also in the book he is just caught at the end. It's not the same. Oh, okay. It's more which actually in some sense like that's more like liberal like they yeah. catch the guy in the end whereas in the movie like the bad guy dies you know like, that's very much yeah. 80s action movie right like the bad guy dies how do you like yeah. this water wave or some <laughs> shit <laughs> then just throw him over. the bad guy not only dies like harrison ford impales him on an yeah. anchor then the boat crashes <laughs> into some rocks and blows up because it not only has the gas on the boat an extra gas tank and then oxygen scuba tanks <laughs> yeah, in a container great. behind the it's chair great. it's like it, the thing is just an explosive on the yeah, water like it's fantastic that's yeah. that's all I want in my movies. It was the Michael Bay boat. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was uh, like that. It is a, a pretty, imp- a pretty cool, impressive uh, scene. Well, you mentioned before too the uh, the the part where they're in the 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 um, the court. Like when they, it's also before I get to that, they went from him like being arrested to going to trial, and like it felt like a day. They're like, we're just going to kind of flip you through the court system, and it, and it felt like it was really quick. Going back and forth from Africa to the States to Ireland, all within like three hours. <laughs> yeah. So, like, how do they yeah. get that lined up? But what it he, is funny because, okay. sorry, I just the, like, he, there is a brief interrogation scene, uh, but when he gets arrested and then because he gets captured at the failed kidnapping attempt, um, he's interrogated by that guy who is Irish. Uh, I wrote his name down in my notes somewhere, but he perfectly he, uh, points out that. Um, you're a traitor to your people and everything. And there's this animosity between the two of them. And then of course that comes up again later when the, they have another confrontation, of course, but I'll let you go with what you were going to say. Oh yeah. I think you're, I think it's inspector Highland. <laughs> I think was the guy's yep. name. Yeah. That, I noted that too, is that he, you know, he's basically saying he's a traitor for his, for being with the English, um, which maybe he's not wrong. Um, but in the, in like the court scene, they ask um, Ryan if he's like being paid by the CIA because they're basically trying to, you know, to, to, I guess to say like, oh, well, he meant to be there. Like it was all this. I don't know what the point of it was, but I thought it was interesting because he's like, oh, I'm not with the CIA. And then later he like consults with the CIA and it made me write down in my notes like you're never not in the CIA. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. you're in the CIA, <laughs> you're in the CIA. That's it. Like, I put that in my notes too. You're never ex CIA. There's no such thing. But also, the movie does make the case that he is ex CIA, and <laughs> and then uh, in in Minecraft, they um they try to get him back, but then he says no, and then demands to go back once you know Miller comes after. And his then family. they don't want him, or that that one director doesn't want yeah, him. the Weasley yeah, guy, the Weasel with the weird hair. Yeah, yeah. I th- I thought actually thought like one of the other like the second coolest scene but was actually cooler in the book is when they uh when they break sean being uh, sean miller's character or i guess sean miller is a character out of like the armed car you know taking him to prison which they which they like you know they explicitly show that there's like multiple vehicles going in different ways like they're trying to throw off people which i don't know if they actually do that or not but i guess for the scene it made it cooler and then they you know he ends up killing that guy Highland, right? Yeah, he just shoots him in the face. And then didn't didn't um, Sean Miller appear like regretful that he had to kill him? They made his face like appear like he yeah. seemed like kind of torn up about it. Yeah, and then it goes from but he had to. It goes from that scene to him trying to gun down 
the wife and daughter of um, Jack Ryan and then being gleeful that he just killed this child. Yeah, I was going to push back a little bit on him even being regretful about killing uh, Detective Highland or whatever because, I don't know, he seems like they do a really good job of making Sean Bean a ruthless-ass character in this movie. And I think that that, again, because he's the far-left guy, you have to do that. It's like, it's the CIA, so anybody who's left of them has to be just like this child-murdering, ruthless, cold-blooded killer. It's like, he's the guy who like really gets so fixated on just going after the Ryans. In, like, fuck the Royals. He's like, I just want this guy to okay. kill me little brother. Like, maybe I'm, just, maybe I'm just projecting my own sympathies towards the IRA, man. I, I mean, you might be because I feel sympathetic for them, but like I watched the movie and I realized I, it's that, that's all me. Like they don't make him a sympathetic okay, character. Okay. Like, well, I, I mean, I think I think that's the like you said. I think like that's the intention is to make anyone who's you know rebelling in any sense towards like the in this case like the royal family or like the the ruthless government of like Britain to if you're against that, it means like you have to be like this left wing lunatic. Like there's no other way to look at them they're you're a maoist and you're you know a ruthless killer and that's what they made him but so i, I also agree i think they didn't make him seem overly he was hesitant but maybe okay yeah okay i also i, I gotta point out that like they will once in a while and i think even in a couple of these movies um i'm trying to think of maybe some scenes in clear present danger or hunt for Red october or something where they give some arguments from the opposite side. Like they, there are some scenes with Annette and Kevin where they're talking about going after the Royals because it's like the most effective, they don't use the word praxis, but they, they start talking in like some sort of like left-wing kind of terms. And it's because they're skipping over the other parts. They're not saying we're going after the Royals because they're atop this mountain of landlordism and colonial exploitation um, and expropriation of wealth for centuries. They just say, we're going after these worlds because they're the figureheads of this oppressive state yeah. or whatever. And like, they just kind of leave it at that. So if you're just an American audience, you just hear that as like, these people are crazy yeah. using these big words to justify their terrorism. Like The dialectical well, also... materialism of our praxis will yeah. get these royals. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they also don't, you know, they don't, um, I feel like later in the, in, towards the end of the movie when they're at the Ryan's house, they want to keep the Duke alive or the Lord or whatever it is, because I think they want to like ransom him, right? They want to get yeah. money or prisoner exchange or, you know, something that's actually like a reasonable thing. Like they're not just ruthlessly killing him. I feel like, but then rot, but then Miller on the other hand, is like, no, let's just kill him or forget him. Let's kill Ryan, the whole thing. So yeah, they, they clearly are. And I, I like the one twist in this movie. I mean, I guess, so they spring him loose from, you know, Miller from it. And like you said, they like all of a sudden they're on a boat and then they're in Africa, like the next morning, you know, like this express boat to Africa is, or I guess they're in Libya. Is that right? Yes. Uh, or, nor, it just said, I think it just says Northern Africa, doesn't it? Right. I think yeah, in the book, I, I think in the book they say Libya, but it's not, they, I guess they decided to go more broad, not call out a country, you know, just the African, North African, but they, um, yeah, so they, they 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 go there and then it's sort of like he's arguing again with like the people in his group saying like we just need to go after the, you know the Ryan family. There's constantly like this infighting and I think they also try and make it in some sense appear like they're not very well organized, right? Like I think that's intentional or just how they perceive, you know. Well, it, it 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 furthers the opinion of these Maoist insurrectionists that, that they're just all disorganized and madcap just going after whatever without any forethought. Yeah. I think it's funny that um, 
even when the so you got Patty O'Neill, he's the old man who's the head of the IRA, and he sells out this radical faction that Sean Miller's sort of taking control of because he gives Jack Ryan literally gift wrapped the information or the identity of this woman who is English. And I guess he feels okay doing that because earlier in the movie, Jack Ryan goes up to this guy and wants information. He wants to know, like, you know, if you keep denying, because, you know, after they attack Jack Ryan's family, um, his daughter's in the hospital and everything. I'm not sure like at what point we're talking yeah, I about guess we're kind of into like the movie, but yeah. like, but um, they do, he does deny responsibility for the attacks for the IRA because they're saying like, this, this is a radical faction. This is not us. Like we do not claim these yeah. guys. And so Jack Ryan doesn't believe him and wants, and is obviously just very angry regardless. But then once he decides he believes him, he confronts him in a bar in Ireland. And then there's that really tense scene where he like makes a big scene of it. He like yells at him. He's like, I will fucking destroy you and all yeah. that shit. Like Harrison Ford being as intimidating as he can to this guy in his home turf. And then, uh, but then he gives it to them, to him in the hospital. And I guess you're meant to think that it's okay because it's an English versus Irish thing. And it's all just about like race and nationality when it's like, if they were really in the IRA together, you would hope that they're, they're class interests and they would be like against the monarchy, regardless of like their nation, like leftists should be yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not worrying about the national yeah, interest. But, that but, way, but. You know, that's another example of them glossing over the reality of the politics and just showing personal needs outweighing everything else and monetary needs is what it was. Because he said he'd, he'd make yeah. sure to end all his funding in the future. So I guess what we used, you were alluding to is that, so the next, he, he goes home after he's, Ryan is, uh, so Sean Miller has escaped. He's been, you know, sprung from uh, prison. And he's back home. Ryan is like teaching at the college where he's, the Naval Academy or whatever it is, where he's teaching. And then, which I also like slide in Samuel L. Jackson, because of course he's in this movie. Yeah. And... Then they try and kill Jack Ryan, which they fail. And then they go after his family, his mother and his daughter, like in their car, putting them in the hospital. And so they just like, it's like constantly doubling down on just, we don't even care about the cause anymore. We just care about this. Yeah. Yeah. Three Americans. Yeah. They have a whole task force from the IRA going after this one guy and his kid without, without any, any, any further like delving into the uh, reality of it yeah you know what's actually that that really makes me think of it like where did they get all the funding weapons it's like these guys have cut themselves off from their main organization it's like did they just stock up a whole bunch of shit because like you said they're making several trips back and forth from north africa <laughs> yeah, to america totally how not. are they doing that yeah. you know, i wrote down right around this point i wrote down when they were i think when they were in when they go back to africa i wrote down who was funding the ira well that that scene where jack ryan confronts in a bar and and then the next scene he's in the states you know giving him the information mm-hmm. like that's what eight thousand dollars alone just in those two <laughs> trips what are we doing i i think i know i think i got it you know who's funding the ira Who? the cia oh of course just to make this they're funding movie. different groups to fight against each other yeah jack ryan and the mean. ira those are the two groups no even better Gaddafi is funding the IRA, but the CIA is funding Gaddafi to do it. Like, oh man! I mean, yeah. So like, the money is just going like from one faction to another, yeah. bouncing around. Yeah, that w- that would actually be pretty perfect. But I mean, it's a good thing the CIA in real life doesn't fund any terrorist groups that we end up fighting against. That would be embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's no guys in Afghanistan that that mm-hmm. ever would have happened to. Thank God. Yeah, the money the money is nice and clean. But I, I actually don't really know like. <laughs> In, in like actuality, like how the IRA 
And I don't know. I know that on the on Nick, who was originally going to join, he's from the uh, Intervention Podcast. They're doing an episode in the future about the IRA, which is interesting because I honestly don't know that much, like historically about them. You know, really, they're how they're funded. Because that would be interesting to me. Read this book. <clears throat> killing rage oh, killing, killing rage yeah it's so good it's funny he was just asking for book recommendations for his series i should tell him that yeah killing rage by eamon collins it's um <clears throat> excuse me you have to kind of separate yourself from the author because he ended up turning and uh yeah and all that but but it, it's a pretty in-depth look at the tactics and strategies of the ira and the realities of northern ireland and it was, it's, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really great book. Yeah, I should I should check that out because I also don't. I'm just, you know, I, I looked like very briefly into a little bit of it, but so I mean that's a, you know, in the the other thing I meant noted in the book they make Sean Miller's character much less like bloodthirsty, whereas like in the you know the movie I feel like they really I think I've already mentioned that like I wrote down like he's psychopathic or I think that Jack Ryan calls him a psychopath. Like that's why he wants to get back in the CIA. He has to go after the psychopath. And it's like, you have to qualify enough of a threat to his family. See, and, and of course they have the, cl- oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Uh, come truck. Uh, I, I was just, ga- just going to say he calls him at his home, but you get, yes, he does call him at his home. I was, I was just going to say like, like I, I didn't, I didn't see the, uh, the mad psychopath until towards the end. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I must really just be projecting, wishing he was a good guy. <laughs> I mean, Sean Bean is just so charismatic. You got to love great. him. He is great. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's like, it's hard to not be like, oh, this. Like, just, yeah, just, a- just give Boromir the ring. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? You trust him? I, I think I may, I think I was making, I don't know who I was making that joke with. I was like, oh, well, like, you know, he's just, he's a greedy guy. He just wants uh, all the power for himself. Um. Yeah. So the so I guess now this point is where they his kids are in the hospital. His his wife and kid is in the hospital. Like his kids like more injured. His wife gets home, and this is where he's like begging to get back in the CIA. And it's funny because it seemed like the other CIA analysts and agents like don't like him because they just basically like oh you can just hop on in whenever you feel like. And I'm sure it doesn't feel good even if you're in the cia to be like you were a fucking insurance salesman yesterday now you're (laughs) in the cia yeah they don't really in this movie give you don't really get any like backstory and really in any of the movies or books you don't really like there's no really continuity between like characters that kind of just happen independently but clearly he's you know pictures himself as like a big tough guy i think but Yeah, yeah he's just an analyst What's what's I mean, the um what's the TV series about Jack Ryan that's hot now? Oh, the Amazon one. Ryan? Yeah, what's it called? I think it's I just, it called just called Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I think it's on the fourth season now. Which I is just crazy. remember it's with uh yeah with Kaczynski. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just I just remember when it I I refused to watch it, but when it first came out, that initial uh, preview for it when he says, "If Venezuela had a nuke, we'd already be dead." <laughs> I, just, I my mouth just dropped <laughs> what are we doing yeah i don't know what year that first season came out what is it uh maybe 20 five years ago maybe i want to say it was like 2016 or something yeah uh, 2018 is the first season oh, okay. but i think they like was already like in the, the can the plot, like the trailer is probably like a year before yeah. or eight months before 
I feel like when that came out, I'm like, I'm already at the point where like I can't watch like this. I can't watch more than jingoism. Yeah, I, I watched the all guy. the Marvel movies. I can't watch any more. I also just can't imagine that the Jack Ryan series or any new Jack Ryan products or even related products uh, that aren't Tom Clancy things are going to be because I got to give this movie credit. There are some like it's not that not there isn't any character development. It's like they they ask Jack Ryan to come back to the CIA um, when Sean Miller escapes, and he says no, and he claims to want to do the, uh, to say no because like he knows his wife doesn't want to do it. And he says he doesn't want to do it either. And then they claim to not want him, or at least the Weasley secretary guy doesn't want him because they act like he's going to be taking it too personally now that his family has been attacked and his daughter's in the hospital. So yeah. I guess that kind of does make sense. At least his plot points in the movie, like that's not too outlandish, you know? Um, but then of course, James Earl Jones, like big dicks, the guy and comes in and says like, what you were telling him we don't want him around here anymore. It's like, obviously we want this guy around. Like it's Jack fucking Ryan. So uh, I think that like takes precedence. I mean, so. are you going to say no to James Earl Jones? <laughs> yeah, right. It's Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. No, well, yeah, you don't you don't say no to. And, and the, the other thing is, so this is the part of the movie where Jack Ryan, I think you said before, is like normal CIA kind of guy. They're trying to identify like what camp they are at in North Africa, and I think they actually specifically mention that it's an arms dealer who supplies Gaddafi. Right? Don't they say that? Yeah, and so they're clearly and the other thing too is they, he's like, oh, we want to, you have to retask the satellites to get this image, and he's like, well, do it. <laughs> he's like, what, yeah. what are you waiting for? I know how to do it. And I thought it was also pretty awesome how the IRA knew when the satellites went by mm -hmm. and they could go inside. Like that, I didn't get that at first. I'm like, oh, they're they're smart. They're they're smart when they need to be, but then stupid apparently later. I mean, that actually is another plot point that I didn't really notice until i was watching it today and try to take notes on the movie because again like i didn't say it when we were doing our initial impressions of the movie at the beginning but i love all these jack ryan movies because you can sort of half pay attention to them like these are good movies to be on your phone on for a little bit because they're action-packed and even the tense dialogue scenes are good enough that like you don't have to know everything that's going on you just get the idea and it carries on the movie and it's just like a good general feeling like a good vibe throughout the whole thing yes i think that, go, that but, goes um, back to what you were saying where um he kind of filled that niche that that was missing with the uh with the with yeah. the thriller slash action movie the whole vibe of it is what american audiences love i think but um what i was gonna get at was that it almost feels like it's a like a extending the movie device to have the whole retasking of the satellites it's but also it kind of works on two levels because the IRA are out there in the camp. They somehow know when the satellites are going to be overhead. And then Jack Ryan just kind of deduces that. Like he figures out that they know that and that we have to change the time so that we can catch the people who are hiding out. Because I, I, I can't remember all the plot devices that go along, but it's a lot of CIA-ish dialogue and they're doing it in meetings and it's boring. But you're meant to walk away from it thinking that Jack Ryan is very smart and he figured this out. And he got the CIA to do this impossible task of retasking the satellites. It works. They see this redheaded woman and then he recalls her from all these other attacks. He see he saw her at the attempted kidnapping of the Royal. He saw her driving the Jeep when they tried to assassinate him outside the college. And so he's got this hunch uh, that it's like this uh, woman with the bright red hair. And then they see her on the satellite photo. And then it extends the movie by a good 10, 15 minutes where they have a meeting with James Earl Jones and he says like, I have this hunch that it's this girl. And he's like, ah, not quite enough, bro. Can't yeah. go on it. And then 15 minutes later, it's the same meeting. And he's like, 
well, what do you really know for certain? You know, and and Jack Ryan says, "Oh, my daughter's love." It's like that's good enough now, and we can run from satellite, and we can uh, send these SEAL Team Six in to attack him. Like, well, but in, in a way, I have to say, like, I think what also we were saying before is that the books feel somewhat realistic. Like, this isn't one of those movies from the eighties, like with with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or something, where it's just super like over the top and outlandish and like goofy. It can't be like this movie does at least feel like this might be a simplified version of what actually might happen uh, mm -hmm. in the CIA. Well, so like it is a true story. Yeah. I mean, we got to lead it with that. Right. Sorry. Bad joke. Is it? No. No, uh, I was going to say, like, what? You, I was like, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm just trying to Tom, derail Tom, it. Tom Clancy actually was in the CIA. The insurance is just a cover. Maybe it was. Yeah, Who the I, hell knows? I, the, the whole podcast was going way too smoothly. I thought I'd just interject there, you know. Still <laughs> no, I was just going to, I was waiting for you to tell me that it was like so loosely based on some uh, assassination attempt on some royal somewhere that I hadn't heard of. Uh, not that loosely, though. Yeah. Well, and the, the other funny, like, I think the only one liner in this movie because there aren't that many is that and i actually i must have just remembered this i hadn't seen this movie in a long time is when they're scanning the new satellite picture and he'd like they're zooming in on the redheaded woman and he's like tits yeah and like oh, he, yeah. Knew he yeah. was gonna say that before he says it because that's the line like you know because, white dude because you would have said it yeah, yeah i guess there so. we go okay or i was thinking it you know in the you, 90s sure yeah, why not yeah. <laughs> And the only like twist in this movie that they don't that they ever really like there isn't like a big twist other than like who is the mole like that's feeding the information to the IRA and it turns out it's like this bookseller who like this you know old bookseller who knew the British woman from like being like a bookseller and I guess they got radicalized somehow to work for the IRA which they just kind of like skip over that part they're just like yep he's in the IRA and then they kill him yep. because then they just mark him. Yeah, and they also never explained how they got in contact with the secretary for Lord Holmes, who was the one giving them the information that they really need, because he's like the key character. He's that sneezily, uh, that's not even a word, the sniveling, weasley character, uh, who's the secretary to Lord Holmes, and... Uh, oh, I guess Dennis that's the other twist. Cooley. Yeah, he, he's the one... Who, so, the way that it works is, like, the English lady goes over to Dennis Cooley, the bookworm, gives him a note they talk about it in code in like book binding terms like oh i need a rush job on this book yeah. repair sir and then he calls the secretary in the royal's office he gets them a bunch of information then they know where to bust out uh sean miller from the car and which car to attack and they know where and when the royal is going to be when he visits jack ryan and, oh actually we're not going to attack him when he's shopping in new york let's go get him right at jack ryan's house and kill two birds with one stone like it's perfect for the movie yeah it's interesting that they i, I wonder they don't give any background information about like the guy who's working for the duke or whatever like the kind of like the mole in their group i wonder if he like is irish actually or i guess he wouldn't be if he's working for the royals i hope he's like, there's no i hope he's okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then so the the um i i kind of i wrote down like as they like the, the really like the last part of this is they give an excuse to have dinner because Jack Ryan like can't meet the royal, you know, in England, so they go to his house. You know, they've also had a pretty nice house, which I guess wife's a doctor and he works in the CIA. So, uh, you know, 
Yeah. yeah, he's got a nice pension. Plus, he's still a college professor, apparently. And yeah, she's obviously a surgeon. So I can't remember. Does it say where their house is? At sure Anna- like Annapolis, Maryland, I think. Okay. Okay. Because I think that's where the naval. It's like along the Chesapeake somewhere. Okay, that makes sense. Um. So yeah, yeah so it's they right like water. Really beautiful house. Yeah, that's where. Yeah, that's where I, I'm I assume go. it's meant to be on the Chesapeake Bay. So I think it's along the bay there. So that's probably where the. Uh, I just remember the whole action, the, like, the whole action scene at the end. It was like fifteen minutes of these people trying to figure out how houses work. <laughs> everybody was then Sean Bean was like trying to bust through the fucking the cellar door forever and then instead of just going around it, it was just it was it was a mess that that last yeah. part was a mess well they had to give uh like the like the wife takes out one of the people because she has no bullets in her gun and or in the shotgun yep. and she just like barrels her or him I don't remember what who it, it was like in the face it was it was the redhead wasn't it that she knocked out with the, uh, the shotgun I don't know I think it was, yeah. yeah. It could have been, yeah. I think I can't remember what her character's name is. It Polly. Because we can't have women fighting men. Uh, Annette is the redhead, and Kathy is the wife. Oh, Polly um, is Polly Walker is the actress's name. Sorry. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah we'll say it right, Annette. Yeah, so the yeah, so they like bust in on the house. They they like take out the whole like all the CIA, I guess you know, guards watching, and it does seem like he's he still like rallies more people to his. You know his cause, so like that's one thing to also. It seems like they're being disavowed by the IRA, but yet they still, they still have like enough guns. people. Yeah, they, they haven't. Uh, I mean, they had, yeah, they had like six people. So they have like the three core people, and then at least three henchmen that they brought with them. And because um, they, when they do capture the the secretary mole guy, uh, Harrison Ford shoots him in the knee, and then asks him how many are there. And he says like five or six, and uh, and then he calls out to Kevin, and then they knock him out. But I mean, was it you, Carmen uh, Tucker, pointed it out that like part of this major plot point that sticks up the IRA is like just how huge Jack Ryan's house is. Like they cannot find yeah, just, all of his family, just, and they escape on the outside. They climb out on the vines in the window. Like yes. he has this expansive house with all these trestles on the outside that he can climb down. It's like perfect for escaping the IRA if you need to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, they got like massive walk-in closets. They're like got hopping through the you know the ceiling and everything plus and, the cliff down to the escape boats of course which is like we all have that on our house right yeah, they, they just shoved they shoved all the the cia members down into the cellar and then the wife daughter and jack ryan are just camping around upstairs and 15 different foyers it, it, it's a it's a mess <laughs> I, I don't know what they're doing well and the thing that too they they make it seem like the boats for escaping were just the ira's boats like i don't know that jack ryan had a boat Perhaps I don't. Know. They don't really say. I guess no. I think they are the IRAs boats that they brought to then kidnap Lord Holmes and whoever else they were going to take. Um, they didn't need both of them since they killed three other IRA guys. Like so, I guess so. They get to the house via boat. I guess that's what happens, and they sneak up the cliffs, and then they just take out a bunch of people, and then yes, that's what they did. Because they they, yeah, they, they had to have taken out. down. I remember that. Yeah, I was thinking it was like a funny thing that Jack Ryan is so paranoid about his family being attacked that there was that scene where they come home and there's a whole security system being installed in the house. You see these guys running wires on every window and everything. And his home protection is a two barrel shotgun with the shells stored in a different location. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it doesn't have like, no, a no, gun, he, like a gun collection. He does shut the door and hit, hit the buttons on the panel or whatever. Right. newly installed, but nothing comes of it. But also in his defense, like, the Royals were there, and there was also like a whole CIA security team and whatever the the Brits brought, because I'm sure they had some security team with them, and the IRA with their six dudes 
cut the power and took them all out. So, uh, but also unrealistic. But also, like, if the IRA is gunning for you, don't invite the royals to your house. <laughs> okay, yeah. it, it, they could have just blown up the house. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> well, but I guess they could have. They needed the royal as like their ransom. Like that was the initial goal. That Sean Miller's like, eh, you know, screw this. Yeah, We're just gonna. At this point, I don't think him. he really cared. Yeah, he just wanted the the revenge for his his brother. Yeah, I, I, the thing I wrote, like, I think the last note that I wrote in it was that it's very much like this narrative of like, a, I feel like it's a common trope in like some of these movies, especially like the Jack Ryan. It's like the average Joe analyst is like the hero. You know, I feel like yeah. it's this, unlike the Arnold movies where it's like this steroid ridden, like, Jumbo soldier commando saving the day. Yeah. It's, it's our like, you know, elite systems of like, you know, the government's Navy seals. It's just this random dude, which I think is funny also because it just kind of like fits in the trope of like Harrison Ford movies in general where he's, I'm going to, I'm going to write a movie where a truck driver saves the day using pithy quotes on Twitter and TikTok. (laughs) It's gonna, it's gonna be great. He's going to say things like, Everybody deserves housing, and then it's just gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna rock. There was like that's literally a meme I saw not too long ago. It's like the writer's barely disguised fetish, and it was like the credits <laughs> of a movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> for me, that would be like a like a graphic novel or something like a mm. you know like a like good artwork like going through, and then you can have like the Twitter exchanges like within the like the the comic book. I don't know. I just I just want to do the comic cons <laughs> where I'm dressed up as comic trucker. That'd be great. <laughs> Yeah, that would be yeah. There's no you don't really get too many uh, left wing uh, comic book characters, other than like the Punisher, who's like kind of like a pseudo left. <laughs> He's like a not really a left wing person, really, really none actually. Well, you know, I I just appreciate all the comic book fans that have his decals on their cars. I know they're. Well, I don't know. Who, I was ta- I was talking about this with someone in another. I don't know it was you on another episode. Like how it's hilarious how that is just like taken to like the dumbest state of affairs yeah, of using that yeah. as like a right wing or um i i just i just know superman originated by um like fighting union busters and landlords <laughs> i want to bring that superman back well there's that other that one i haven't seen it's the movie i think it's called like red sun it's like the as if superman landed in oh, okay soviet yeah, russia yeah, yeah which i haven't actually watched haven't i've heard either. it's like pretty Pretty decent, but I just like the iconography on Superman. That look, that looks pretty dope. I, I didn't mention this before, but this movie was like a killer in the box office. It was forty five million, and it made one hundred seventy eight million, and I'm sure a lot more when it came to like DVD sales. Wow, like, nice. it's a pretty, you know, pretty big. I was curious what the Hunt for Red October made, just as a curiosity. I mean, it's really not surprising. Like, I could see that. Like I was saying more to my point of earlier where it's like just a vibe kind yeah. of movie. It's like, this was one of my go-to movies for a long time to just put on in the background. Oh, really? If I'm like scrolling for a while and can't think of something to put on, I will watch Patriot games or the departed okay. or like one of those movies, just like the whole thing, just like vibes the whole way. Like, Oh, another good one that we were talking about. What is, what, what was that? Um, shit. Now I'm going to blank on it with, uh, was it in another one of these, like this era too, right? Yeah. With Brad Pitt and Harrison Ford, it was another IRA movie. Oh yeah, I've seen that one. Shit, what is that so called? Good. It's a really good yeah. one. It, he's not Jack Ryan in that. No, no, is no, he? no, no. He's like, just he's just very Devil, Devil's Own is so good. Yeah, that was that was my go-to feel-good movie for a long yeah. time. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That movie also like did pretty well. It made 
140 million. You know, that's pretty good on a $80 million budget. Yeah, that had a good, I was saying that's a really good cast yeah. in that movie. When did that come out? 97. So it was after this one? Yeah. Okay. Because I was, I was like reminded of that movie while I was watching this one tonight because it very much like, because Brad Pitt plays like a, isn't like a radicalized he's, Irish terrorist? In yeah, yeah. He's a gun runner or an IRA man trying to, trying to get guns for the IRA. Yeah. And I, and I was looking at the other um, Clancy movies. So he made Hunt for October that became a movie, Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger. And then there's also The Sum of All Fears, which I think had Ben Affleck in it, which I don't think was as good of a movie. I don't remember it that well. Was that, it came out in the early 2000s. Was Samuel Jackson in that one? Yes. I think he's in a bunch of a bunch of these. Same character. And I think there's also Tom Clancy did well for himself yeah. in this little well, carved out niche of- Good for him. You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he, he did well. I, I bet he sold, I wonder if he sold the, like the show before. I don't know. It says he had a net worth when he died of 300 million. Fuck that guy. <laughs> God damn, what dude. <laughs> he sold a hundred million copies of his books. All right. So after books. you're done recording, don't get off uh, guys. Let's just have a meeting real quick about brainstorming some ideas that we could uh, maybe no, translate into Chinese to sell for that market Look, for some like radical leftist, uh, Action adventure movies. I told you, Kami Trucker. He saves the day with TikToks. <laughs> yeah, but you just gotta. We have to. We need something we can translate into like a base country's language that will actually buy this stuff because indoctrinated Americans they just don't want the leftist message. They need that. They need that fast shit. They love it. Yep. Um, what was I gonna say? One last thing about the the uh, these movies. They're great, but I can't think of what it is. Yeah, it is weird. Like I unapologetically like them. Like even being like a leftist and everything, like I just can't not like these movies, even knowing that they are obviously like far yeah. right US military propaganda. They're just good movies. And if you can divorce yourself from that for a minute and root for the bad guys, they're fine. But sorry, Evan, good. No, I, I mean I was gonna say too, is I feel like there are certain maybe it's especially new movies now that come out. Like there aren't as many movies like like definitely not like this movie. Most movies now are, you know, a different Again, I think it's like the post 9-11 era. You have like fighting different people. It's a different kind of, you know, they don't really make Cold War era movies anymore. Not yet. And I I do. I have like a soft spot for some of those like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Like I like some of those. Like they're not, you know. Yeah. When when I was. Film uh, excellence. When I was growing up, um, my dad, I noticed that my dad never read fiction. And I asked him why. And he said, well, because fiction is all inherently silly. And like you know, and, and now as an adult, I I recognize that, but I can still enjoy it, and so I can div- I can mm-hmm. divorce myself as an adult from the message, you know, being being tr- being uh, propagated. I can remove myself from the jingoism and the propaganda, and just enjoy the silliness. Yeah, I think that's one of those things where like certain certain movies and certain shows, I think go over the top where. Like they're just like I like I think of a show like Twenty Four, which was a yeah. perfect product of like post yep. two like post nine eleven of just a solo ter- you know solo agent just like killing and beating people and torturing people like to no avail yeah. like that yeah. like I don't feel like that kind of thing holds up but I think this movie you could put on and be like oh you know objectively like it's a good movie even though it's the CIA no I agree I'm with you yeah it, it's funny when you were when I was originally when I watched it. Once all the way through, and then I kind of like skim through a couple of different parts. I'm like, oh, this does feel like now that you say that, Mike, is that does feel like a movie where you can just 
like when you will, I don't have, I don't have cable anymore, but when I would have cable or something and you would just turn on TBS or something and this movie's oh, on, yeah. like you would just be like, Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the movie heat is another vibes. Movie. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. I had that movie on DVD for when I was a younger remake. Lad. That. That's so good. That is one of the uh, greatest. Was it that? No, I know. I was thinking, no, the, well, I was going to say the movie Ronin actually. I don't know if you have seen that one. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the best car chase scenes like of any movie ever made, except for like the yeah, French connection one. or something. Yeah. Un, un, completely unrelated. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I haven't I've done haven't done that many like do you consider this like an action movie? It's like half and half, because there's like half action, but then half just like tense drama scenes and everything. And they try to be, like I said, comedic when they want to, but like it's just the, the one liners. So like half of it's action, half of it's trying to find are their way out of a house. <laughs> yeah, just be- beating their way out of, side of, out of a paper bag. Yes. Oh, so uh, I mean, Wikipedia calls it an action thriller. Yep, I guess that's I can see that. That's fair. Not that that really doesn't really mean anything, but um, but yeah, like the cast of this movie is good. You know, it's a it is what it is. Now I gotta you know read about the IRA that book. You have to send me that book. Yeah, note yeah. after this. Killing Rage. Highly recommend it. Any last thoughts on the uh, the movie or anything? I feel like we oh killer boat scene. Yeah, yeah, great boat scene. I don't think we, I mean, there's almost no amount you could talk about the last scene. When I was writing my notes scene by scene in the movie, I got to the part where they get to the Ryan household with the royal there. And I stopped taking notes because it is the last scene. It's just like 20 minutes long. And it's just this long attack on the Ryan house scene. And it is great, like, to do a play-by-play of it, but um, it is cool. And I like that they I, – I, hearing that detail that they had to reshoot that scene because it's, you have to be totally sure that Sean Miller yeah. is dead. And it's like, yeah, we definitely made sure. Like, we burned him, stabbed him, <laughs> dismembered him like he's gone. <laughs> well, now that you bring up the last scene, here's one thing I also wonder is – so I don't know what the training is like for a CIA analyst, but seemingly Jack Ryan is, like, hiding in, like, perfect positions in the house as they're, like – coming through like he clearly i mean again it's this massive house so he has lots of places to hide well, can i mention real quick that he totally just vi- vibes susses out the weasel guy who is the mole in the royals uh entourage because he comes out of maybe the basement or he just like he just uh, he's just playing too dumb he's just like oh some storm isn't it when the when all the power is out and <laughs> jack ryan already knows at that point that the power is not out everywhere it's only where the power has been cut and he left it off at that point intentionally to like uh, lure the other guys or something but like so he knows right away that this guy just by vibes is like a mole before even samuel l jackson does before anybody else does and he tackles this guy into the basement and then immediately finds the evidence of this guy being underhanded he finds the guy the other guy that the the weasley dude killed he finds like his gun on his person and everything with the silencer so he's like oh yeah not only did i just immediately guess it but immediately confirmed like i was dead on and then that's what i think when he shoots him in the knee and like gets more information out of him. but like yeah, Jack Ryan is like, despite not being an analyst, I, I'm, despite not being a field guy, being an analyst, according to even that secretary of James Earl Jones, like, look, you were never a field guy. Like, this is not your forte. Like, Yeah, they definitely give him a little bit, uh, you know, his like, if it was like a computer game, they like up up some of his, uh, his stats to give <laughs> yeah. him some like, yeah. I think Sorry, that, I'll keep I'll, I'll keep rambling on like little details of the movie. If you if, let me, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't got it, it's gonna seem kind of wild. Okay, but but us us guys in the field, we we know when a bad guy is doing some <laughs> Weasley shit. Mm-hmm. I, so did did he say? You said he's like, oh, the power is out or something. So that's why he knows. Well, he that. like Jack Ryan knows that the power is out in the house, but then he looks down. I think at the dock or something, and notices right, and that the power is on there. there. So they cut. And the so power. he's like, hmm, suspicious. 
That was a stupid decision. They should have just cut all the power. Like, what do they need the power at the boathouse for? I didn't see the boats. Yeah. Well, you know, Jack Ryan's house is just too big for these Irish people to figure out. Like, they don't <laughs> live on these estates like he does. <laughs> they'll, yeah, like, they'll come. Well, they're mostly training in the middle of the desert. They don't even have houses. Yeah, they, yeah, live tents. they live in tents in Africa. But they can travel back and forth to Africa three times a day. Yeah, they literally only made a big deal out of the one trip, which was those guys going from England to North Africa the first time on a boat. And then every other trip just happened like really fast because they yeah. must have had like private jets or something. You know, sometimes again, funding. That's, that's thanks, Gaddafi. Listen, Maybe they're selling like drugs on the side or something. Remember, yeah. kids, if you want a future involving lots of travel, you meet royalty, join the IRA. <laughs> Official sponsor of Left of the Projector Pod. That, that's about that's about the best uh, uh, promo I could get, right? Well, you know, you, you got you got to finally put yourself out there, Evan. Well, no, that that's gonna so no see that what you should be doing is getting people in to join your trucker uh, your trucker, trucker superhero trucker convoy uh, in Canada that we yes. put on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, convoy. Right, it would be a convoy. <laughs> January 6th, we're rising up. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think we've, uh, you know, unless you have any little last little, anyone has any last notes, uh, we've been talking about the movie Patriot Games with uh, Mike from uh, Turn Leftist and Comedy Trucker from Left Without Borders. Thank you both for joining. Thank you so much. It was fun. Yeah. And I'll, obviously everyone can listen to your podcasts wherever podcasts are found, I believe would be. Absolutely. The correct Yep, and in the notes and and the whole thing. But yeah, you've been listening. Yeah, links in the show notes, right? Yeah, the show notes. Yep. And uh, you've been listening to Left a Projector and have a good one.